Welcome to the Italian Football Podcast with John Solano, Carlo Garganese e Nima Tuvali. everybody welcome to another episode of the italian football podcast we hope you are doing very well so with the season over obviously and the transfer market happenings fully underway we will be beginning our deep dives into the big clubs in Serie going over what may be in store for each of them in the summer discussing the latest transfer rumors uh, pertaining to them and debating what they need to or should be doing and focusing on uh, as far as reinforcements, sales in the summer. So since you are hearing my voice, you can probably guess as to where we are going to start. It is just me today. Originally, Nima was going to come on and then I got tied up with some of this uh, Henrik Mikatarian stuff, which will be old news to you by now as you are listening to this. Very unsurprising. So if perhaps you did miss it, as uh, I mentioned on the Monday episode earlier this week, Henrik Mikatarian, he will be joining Inter. He will be signing a two years contract with the club. He turned down a contract renewal extension today he informed Roma that he will not be signing the deal that they offer to him again very unsurprising so just a brief background on it there there's at this moment at least there, there's not a whole lot of uh, activity pertaining to Roma's market so I'm hoping I can squeeze out at least 10 to 15 minutes out of this episode because Honestly, it's uh, it's very, very quiet at the moment. And I've had two different agents of players at Roma say say the same thing to me. Now, interestingly enough, I, um, I was trying to get one of them to go on the record and just do an interview with me. In fact, it was actually the, uh, the agent of uh, Nikola Zalewski. His agent, uh, Giovanni Ferro, he works for the same uh, agency as the agent of uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini, a guy who I, I know relatively well. Um, whenever I decide to leave the world of football, I am going to post without a doubt the voicemail that he left to me some years ago when he got very pissed off uh, about something I wrote about uh, Gregoire de Frel when he was uh, leaving Roma. Um, very funny uh, I, at some point I'm going to have to play it this guy doesn't speak English so he, he he won't know if I were to to post it but anyway um interestingly enough yeah the the agent of Zalewski um informed me that uh, Roma have asked to many of the agents this summer not to do interviews which I thought was kind of interesting the first time I have heard that but Knowing this new group of uh, owners, the freaking group with Roma, not surprising if you... But anyway, let's start with Henrik Mkhitaryan. So, 33 years old, he was without a doubt one of the most important players for Roma, particularly in the second half of the season, when Roma, they switched from 
the preferred formation of Jose Mourinho 4-2-3-1. They switch to a three-man defense. They go 3-4-2-1, 3-5-2, variations of it. And Mourinho has a foresight to switch Mkhitaryan to this hybrid midfield role where he's allowed to uh, pull the strings really from midfield both with his passing and dribbling it, it, it was um this new position for Mkhitaryan really was in my opinion tailor made for him and he was extremely effective in this role which uh, undoubtedly Simone Inzaghi will be uh, fully aware of and I, I think that's where we're going to obviously see him when he uh, begins to play for Inter, but it's, again, the fact that he turned down this renewal offer is very unsurprising. Roma have been, as I'm sure you can guess, the way you know something, uh, the way you know when a club leaks something, go look at the time when <laughs> when everybody tweeted this news of uh, Mkhitaryan. I think all of the major news outlets, and then I did it for Roma Press within the same time frame, I think everybody had the news with the exact uh, 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 figure that he was offered from Inter. I think everybody had the exact same details within a 15 to 20 minutes time span. That is a very, as if I needed to, to make this clear, because it's of course obvious, but very clear sign that something is coming directly from a club when you have all of the major publications more or less publishing the same news with all the same details at the exact same time or within a very similar time frame so as again as i'm sure you can guess roma they informed all of us today in the um we have a, a media whatsapp group they they leaked it to us that again Mkhitaryan's entourage which consists of uh, a friend of his and a cousin that Mkhitaryan would not be accepting the one year plus the option for an additional season contract offer that Roma had made to him um it, it, again unsurprising the offer that he received from Inter is worth about four and a half million euros net per season for Roma just to give some context, that would make him, alongside uh, Tammy Abraham and Lorenzo Pellegrini, that would make him the highest earner at uh, Roma if they were to offer him the exact same figure. Roma, they were only up to uh, 4 million euros net, but that was including bonuses. Um, the, the, the figure that they were sticking to was three, three and a half. So this is not surprising. It really was sort of a, a foregone conclusion when uh, Mkhitaryan's entourage started leaking things about uh, Inter less than 24 hours after Roma captured the Conference League title trophy. That's, uh, again, a pretty clear indication that somebody is leaking something. So th this isn't a surprise at all. Now, uh, I know Jose Mourinho loved Henrik Mkhitaryan, particularly in this new midfield role of his. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Because right now at Roma, there is nobody uh, in the squad who has these types of uh, characteristics. Uh, Mkhitaryan was a very unique character in terms of footballing profile. And they don't have anybody close or anywhere near uh, in the squad currently with similar characteristics. Now, does that mean 
that uh, perhaps Jose Mourinho decides to go back to the 4-2-3-1 system because certainly without uh, Mkhitaryan now, you would assume that that makes a bit more sense. However, I would argue, and I'm sure most would agree, that they don't have the midfield, uh, the mediano, so to speak, the, uh, the the type of defensive midfield presence who's physical, can intercept and recover the ball. They don't have that in the squad either. And for this transfer focus of Roma, that's more or less the theme, the midfield. That is where we are going to see Roma heavily fixate on improving and upgrading this summer. We can go down very quickly the list of who's in, who's out at Roma, and I think you'll see pretty clearly that the midfield will be the the theme that you'll see reoccurring again and again as to where I expect and where I can't say that they've been holding talks for uh, certain guys um, for some time now. Um, but as far as advanced talks, in this very moment, there is nothing uh, imminent. There is nothing close. And it will be interesting to see how this progresses because Roma, they finish outside of a Champions League place. And you're going to have to entice particularly top players, right? You're going to have to find a way to entice them uh, in different ways. So it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses. But very quickly, let's let's go down the list. Who's in, who's out? We'll just make this very quick, very easy. No need for a full, for a full uh, explanation on everybody. So defense, this is... Uh, very straightforward. I'm, I'm looking at the at the squad list of Roma right now. So let's start with goalkeeper Rui Patricio. Obviously, he's staying. He's not going anywhere. Daniel uh, Daniel Fusato, the Brazilian Italian, he will be going out uh, right now. Uh, it's it appears to be a loan, but I wouldn't rule out the possibility of a permanent deal. His agent has told anybody willing to listen that he. Uh, he needs to leave and he needs to play. It's been a few years now since he joined Roma. His contract expires um, uh, next uh, next June. So what I would expect to happen is he signs a contract renewal with Roma because obviously Roma will not let him go out on loan with, with uh, his contract expiring uh, in one year. So what I expect is he would sign a new deal and then he goes out on loan somewhere probably in Serie A or perhaps even Portugal. Um, and then with him out, Roma already, well, I guess technically, uh, I, I, I should watch my tongue. I said there's not a lot going on for the, uh, for the market of Roma. They don't have really anything imminent, but I, I, I should take that back because uh, Miles Filar from Benfica is joining Roma. He will be coming as the... Uh, the new backup to uh, Rui Patricio. For those of you who don't know, admittedly, I, I really did not know much about him other than the fact that he was the youngest goalkeeper, and I believe this was still this is still current even after uh, this past season. He was uh, the youngest goalkeeper to feature in the Champions League. Beyond that, I, I can't really attest much to him. Uh, people I've talked to, they rate him highly. Um, I do think, obviously, him uh, learning from Patricio is a great thing. You can't really find a, a, a better 
a, a better role model, I guess, as a goalkeeper to uh, learn from. So he will, uh, he will again, he will be the new uh, vice goalkeeper of Roma, and that's how things are going to shake out in the goal for Roma. Uh, as for the defense, let's start with the preferred three, Gianluca Maccini, Chris Smalling, and then uh, Roger Ibanez. Nothing's happening to those three. All of them will stay. Maras Kumbula, he's going to remain as well. There have been whispers that there are some smaller sides in Serie A. Looking at him, he's been linked with everybody. It seems like Sampdoria, Bologna. Um, he's going to remain, though, in my opinion. Though, I do think Roma will try to acquire one central defender, particularly one who is left-footed. At the moment, the name that we absolutely unequivocally have to keep our eyes on, Marco Senesi of uh, Feyenoord, left-footed, fits the role perfectly, plays, I, I mean, the ideal uh, the ideal way that Mourinho would prefer. Um, I, I don't know if Roma were to purchase him, if he comes in and he arrives... Does he? Who does he replace? Does he replace Ibanez? Does he replace Mancini? My my instincts would say if they were to acquire an ASC, he would probably step in um, for Ibanez. But we have to wait and see. Beyond that, too, um, Roma they have a very, 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 very good relationship with Zanesi's uh, uh, agent Pablo Sabag. Very. I mean, Sabag is a very well-known guy in Argentina. He, I mean, he goes back to the days of uh, Sabatini and Baldini. He's very, very close with some uh, figures at Roma. So I think this is a deal they, they will be able to see out without really any issue. And beyond that, that's really all I expect uh, at the back. Very, very boring, honestly. Not, not a whole lot going on. Now, as for the midfield, obviously, this is where things get pretty interesting. So... I'm not going to go through all of the all of the names like the, like some of the Primavera guys, guys who have only featured one once or twice. We're not worried about that. So let's just go down the list. Brian Cristante, he's going to be staying. Uh, you want to talk about a guy that changed his fortunes at Roma? Jose Mourinho loves him. He'll sign a new deal. Uh, Pepe Riso, who represents uh, Cristante as well as Gianluca Macini, they're going to sign new deals. It's going to uh, won't be a problem whatsoever. Then next we have ones that are, uh, th this is the ones to keep your eyes on, this sort of, uh, this trio, okay? So we have uh, Amadou Diamora, Abrima Darbo, Jordan, Veretu. Now, all three, in my opinion, will leave this summer. Diamora, in my opinion, will be sold permanently. Veretu will be sold permanently. Darbo, I have a very strong suspicion that it would be on loan. However... Should Roma receive an important offer for him, I think then a permanent deal would be on the table, but that is not something I envision happening. So, Veretu uh, Diawara, these are the guys that they're absolutely going to move. Now, Veretu, after winning Conference League, he said he wants to remain. Um, I, I think there's very little chance of that happening. He, uh, he is on the books still for... It's under $10 million, so Roma, they will be able to do a plus valenza uh, by selling him. The issue is how much of a hit did his stock take this season? That's a big question mark because Roma, they paid right around 20 million euros for this guy a few years ago. 
I have a very difficult time believing a club like, uh, you know, Marseille, for instance, Lyon. I just don't envision them paying that level of uh, of price for Vertu. But uh, Marseille uh, in particular, they... Uh, they surprised me last season by bailing Roma out uh, on the deals for uh, Paolo Lopez. So maybe they can do Roma another solid uh, and, and help them out in this regard. Uh, another guy with some question marks, Sergio Oliveira. Now, he comes in January, does phenomenal early on in the middle. He has a bit of a drop-off, and then he slightly picks it back up. Uh, towards the latter stages of the season. Now, he came to Roma, loan with option to buy for uh, right around 16 million euros. Now, this one is a very big head scratcher because within the first, like, two weeks of uh, Oliveira coming to Roma, I mean, uh, Roma were were insistent that uh, this deal was done to keep Oliveira at the club permanently. And if you go back and read some of the interviews of Jose Mourinho, he was raving about this guy, allowing l- his character, his, uh, his, his temperament within the dressing room. So uh, some of the calm that he brings to the team on the pitch, and that is something they desperately needed in January to help them. And I don't think anybody at the time would disagree with that. However... The drop-off we saw from him in uh, March and April was very curious because really that's when Brian Cristante started to uh, really pick things up and became, uh, you, you could almost say, indispensable for Roma. So do I think it's possible that Roma reapproach Porto and try to get Oliveira once more? Yes. However... Uh, there's there's just no way it's going to be at the figures at which they agreed to in January. So he came on loan. Roma, they paid a loan fee of 1 million euros. The option to buy, it was 13 and a half. And for a guy who's going to be 32, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, see, I'm wrong. He just turned 30, actually yesterday. Auguri, Sergio. Anyway. Uh, for a guy who's going to be 30 years old in less than one year, it's difficult to see, for me to see Roma spending such an important figure on a guy at that age, which is kind of weird to say that 30 is old in football, but I guess it's where we're at, huh? But do I think that it's possible that uh, Roma reapproach uh, Porto and try and find a way to uh, reacquire him? Absolutely, 100%. You talk to Oliveira, he loved it at Roma, he wanted to stay. Roma, of course, they weren't going to pay that 13.5 million euros. So I do think that something will get worked out here with him, and I do think he will return, actually. Now, is he the solution to the midfield? Of course not, but Oliveira is uh, represented by Gestefut who is the, the agency of George uh, Mendes. So I, I think something will get resolved because obviously his ties to Porto and obviously now with Jose Mourinho, Roma, very, very strong. I actually do think uh, Sergio Oliveira will return. And I do think uh, ultimately it, it will be on a very advantageous operation for Roma. That's just my suspicion. And I know I don't have to say this because I, I echo it so often on the podcast, but... It's the 3rd of June. The transfer market is extremely fluid. 
what I say or what any journalist uh, like myself for the other clubs says on this podcast. It could literally be deemed null and void within the hour. Just a forewarning. I, I know people, uh, b because I complained on Monday about people uh, uh, retweeting old tweets. This is, uh, th th this is my disclosure in regards to that. So, yes, please just keep that in mind. Um, on top of that, for the midfield of Roma, uh, I, I do think we're going to see an important investment. Now, this is where the big name, in my opinion, is going to arrive. I have been pretty uh, adamant as to who I think Roma would want it to be, is Douglas Luiz from Aston Villa. Now, this is a guy that Roma and Jose Mourinho, they have had their eyes on for months. For months. They tried to uh, originally acquire him in January. They were trying to get him on loan with obligation. However, Gerard obviously had no interest in doing so, but um, I, I do think he's going to be the one that Roma take a very, 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 very strong run at. It's going to be a difficult operation. You're going to need a couple of things to happen. Obviously, I, I, I do think uh, I, I do think that the player is going to leave. Now, if you haven't been following it, an, another player that Roma really, really wanted in uh, January, even though Thiago Pinto said it was bullshit, um, I can tell you they unequivocally had talks for this guy, is uh, the former... Uh, well, now former, Marseille midfielder uh, Bruno Camara, who has agreed to go to Villa. He is going there on a free transfer, and I, I do think his acquisition um, at least gives the opportunity to acquire Luis. Um, it makes it more feasible. It's still going to be very, very, very expensive to pry him away from Villa. Now, one of the things that I think Roma have on their side, obviously, is, yes, it's not Champions League football, but you're playing Europa League football. Uh, look, at we did, uh, you know, uh, Douglas, come here with me. I just won a trophy in my first year at Roma. You come here. You're going to be central to the project. You are going to be uh, the undisputed number one uh, midfielder the cornerstone of uh, of the team for years to come. He's only 24 years old. And I, I, you, you more or less need Jose Mourinho to really, uh, really, really, really lay it on uh, thick. Because, I mean, this guy is no secret. Everybody loves this guy from, from Serie A, La Liga, uh, everywhere. Uh, you know, it's not as if he's... Uh, some hidden gem that you found in a football manager that nobody really knows about. So if Roma can put together an offer, 40 million euros, I think at that point, especially if you get the player asking to leave, I think that is something that maybe Roma will try to do. They, uh, they want to make a big acquisition in midfield. They're going to do it. If you had to ask me right now, the 3rd of June, who would that be? Um, I'd place a, f a fairly heavy bet on Douglas Luiz. Now, this time last summer, um, even though, again, Tiago Pinto, he, he, he will deny it, uh, they were really pushing for uh, Cop Miners, who, as we know, eventually uh, ended up joining Atalanta. That just goes to show you these things change. But as of today, the 3rd of June, I, I, would, put my, uh, I would put my bet on him if it were me. 
Okay. Um, wow, we're going on like 25 minutes. I can't believe I've made it this far. All right, uh, going quickly now to the uh, the fullback situation. I, I don't know how I bypassed them with the defense. The, uh, this is going to be very easy as well. Uh, you have uh, on the left, Spinazzola, Zalewski. Pretty straightforward. Nothing needs to be done there. Now, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, he returns to Arsenal. Roma, of course, they will have no interest in uh, wanting to reacquire him. That's, uh, you know, he, he, he was brought in as sort of a, um, an emergency player. That, maybe that's the best way to put it. <laughs> Certainly, uh, I guess you could have done worse, but yeah, w- not impressive. On the right side, though, they're going to get somebody. At the moment, uh, they are in talks, but again, this is, it's not close. Uh, they're in talks for the Turkish international Zeki Celik of Lille, a guy who, again... They are acquiring him explicitly to be uh, the vice uh, right back to uh, Rick Karsdorp. I do think, again, this is a deal that can get done. Now, is it going to raise the level of Roma? No, but depth was undoubtedly one of Roma's weaknesses of this past season. So that's the type of acquisition that... Um, bolsters the depth. Does it make the overall level better? No, but it makes it deeper, of course. And then I also forgot to mention Matias Vigna, who Roma acquired last summer after they found out that Spinazzola would be out for the majority of the season. Roma, they paid paid a very, very, very heavy fee for him of 13 million euros. Roma, they'll do all they can to try and find a, a replacement for him. Now, they're not going to make their money back now he signed a uh, a five years contract so i'm trying to do the math in my head what's 13 divided by 5 2.6 so 13 minus 2.6 so he is on the books for 10.4 millions now is that attainable perhaps but i think the route for vigna is going to be alone allow him to move away from the club on loan and uh, regain some of his value and then try and sell him next summer. And then everything else is pretty straightforward. Pellegrini's not going anywhere. Do we want to put Zaniolo in the midfield? I'm not even going to discuss that, even though Sky Sport, they mentioned today, uh, Zaniolo is on the market. I'm just going to say, and this is not to disparage the individual at Sky Sport that reported it, but I am calling bullshit on this one because Roma have not even held a meeting yet with Zaniolo's agent to discuss how they're going to move forward. I said that they will, um, in my opinion, I do think that they're uh, going to reach an agreement on a contract renewal. I still maintain that that is the case. I would be very surprised if he left Roma this summer, but who knows? I've been wrong before. It's possible. But again, this is my opinion on the 3rd of June. Um, Even if he does ultimately leave the club and um, uh, it it turns out that he he is ultimately sold, um, that doesn't make on the 3rd of June Sky Spotted correct by saying at this very moment he is on the market because uh, Tiago Pinto has not even met with uh, Zaniolo's agent yet, which you're going to do in the next week and a half to two weeks, I am told. So uh, I'm not putting anything in that uh, in that just yet. And then as for the attack, we will see... Um, who will we see leave? Perez. I think he's likely to go. Carlos Perez. I also think 
Roma will try to do all they can to see Stefan El Sharawi go. He's earning very heavy wage, three and a half, four million euros. Here's another one, Eldor Shomurodov. He's not going anywhere either. He's going to remain at Roma, as is Tammy Abraham. And that's that. I'm going to leave it there for now. It's all very straightforward, you see. No need to discuss Paolo Dybala. No need to, to discuss Cristiano Ronaldo, who we've seen in the, in the rumors. No need to even discuss uh, somebody like Juan Bisaka. That's not going to happen. Once you go through, this market, through the market, it doesn't even matter who your club is. Once you find balance and you can kind of calibrate um, all of the nonsense that you see printed out there, you really uh, you, you, you begin to see a lot clearer. You breathe a lot easier. There is so much nonsense that gets printed and typed up. And, it, and this is the part that drives me crazy. I, I talk about this all the time with... Um, I've mentioned it on here before. That's why it drives me mad when newspapers like Corriere dello Sport, Gazette dello Sport, you know, when they uh, nick my, my interviews that I do and don't correctly attribute it to uh, me having conducted it. It, it. it literally takes, whether it's an interview, transfer rumor, okay, one or two messages to the correct people and you can dispel a lot of the nonsense that gets printed. That's why I hate this time of year. I know I'm a boomer when it comes to, uh, when it comes to really despising the transfer market. I know people love it. I know, I know. These, uh, these transfer rumors are, are like a drug to all of us. It's like, you know, hook it up and put more of them in my vein. I don't even care if they're cr uh, true or, or not. I just like seeing it printed. Um, I have a much different outlook on the market than most, I, I know. But, of course, anything pertaining to Roma or any of the other clubs that uh, I come across or anybody I speak to, of course... I will publish it on the Patreon and keep you all updated, whether it's uh, with a brief podcast episode like, like this, even though I said I'd be happy with 12 minutes and we're at nearly half an hour, or a write-up on the Patreon. Just be sure to tune in uh, or to keep an eye on both of those places. Last summer, I, I think we did an interview with one of the German uh, agents that I know relatively well when one of his uh, clients moved to Spezia. So it's, it's things like that, those one-offs. You know, as much as I love Roma, I really do enjoy um, writing about and doing some of these other uh, uh, digging for stories and transfer stuff about some of the other clubs. It lets me uh, spread my wings a little bit. But whether it's Roma or, uh, again, any other club where we have anything here for you, of course, we will keep you updated in regards to that. But in summation, very quickly... I think one big acquisition this summer for Roma, Veritu out, uh, Diawara out, Zaniolo staying, Mkhitaryan obviously already out. Early vote for who the big name or the big splash that Roma could make, who it could be. Again, my money is on Aston Villa's Douglas Luiz. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Chat with you once more on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Uh, and until Monday, bye-bye.